Welcome back to the Race Rowdy Podcast. I'm here with Mr. Drew Parker. Yeah, man, dude. So excited to it's been a long time waiting for this one. So yeah, after, we finally uh, got to do it. After years of talking about it and then just a mishap on my microphone that I just messed up on. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get for uh the bootleg of Ray's Rowdy though. There you, you know? go. That's all right, man. We uh, we are the trash panda of the country music world. <laughs> <laughs> the trash panda, I love it. <laughs> Well, man, twenty twenty has been a crazy year for everyone, but some of the artists we love have made some big moves and big successes in it. And I think uh, Staten, you would be one of those artists that I've seen grow a lot in this year. Yeah, man. I mean, it's been crazy. Like you know, and I was talking to somebody yesterday, and I was like, you know, I hate saying this because I know twenty twenty has been a shitty year for a lot of people, but um, it's been the best year of my entire life. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. It's been crazy. You know, we started off the year great out on the road with my buddy Luke Combs and Jameson Rogers and touring a lot. And then everything completely shut down. Me and my wife welcomed a baby into the world. Yeah, the same congrats w- on that. Thanks, man. Same week, I had my first number one as a songwriter. And then um, continued writing songs, putting out new music. Um and then just building the fan base over this time and, like, to where we are now, like, While You're Gone's getting played on Sirius XM right now yeah. and it's doing great stuff. And, I mean, it's been my most successful song thus far. So to think that I feel like I'm having my, you know, not only personally but career-wise too, like both ways, I'm having the most successful year of my life. And 2020 is just crazy considering that I'm in the music business that has kind of been shut down yeah. all year. Um, it's crazy, man, but I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I mean, it's literally been the best year of my life. Yeah. It's a, it's a strange thing and, you know, times, and we kind of talked, talked briefly on this before we started doing the podcast, but it's been beneficial in certain things, right? So, uh, you as a new father, you got to spend this whole first year with your brand new daughter. Right. You know, that's a beautiful thing that yeah, you'll never and forget. And we weren't, I mean, that wasn't supposed to happen. Right. You know, I mean, I was supposed to, you know. Two weeks after her due date, I'll, I was supposed to be out with Luke Combs for like a 14 to 16-day straight run on the West Coast. I mean, I would have had a two-, three-week-old at home, at home that I maybe spent a couple hours with, you know. Yeah. like So it's been great. It's all worked out the way that I wanted it to work out. I mean, I didn't want shows to quit, but um, it's been great, man. It's, yeah. it's I mean, I think, you know – God has a way of, of timing things, you know, for certain people. And I mean, it timed perfect for me, you know, so, uh, it's been great, man. Yeah. It's, uh, it's cool to see, you know, the different things. So I know a lot of artists had music and are holding it. Right. But, uh, I think the buzz that you had, you know, not only from the Luke tours, but from the singles that you had released before kind of made it. So, you know, the steam had to keep going and you had it in the tank. Yeah, man. That was the thing. It's like, 
how do we take what we have and keep the momentum of it? We can't let this slow down because then right. we're going to be starting completely over. And I think at the end of the day, it was just, hey, let's keep putting out good music, yep. um, which was super important. And that's what we did. And fortunately, you know, the fans that were there have, you know, latched onto it and helped grow this thing. And I can't thank them enough. The ones that, you know, the day ones, um, it's been, it's been great, man. And all the new fans that we've made, thanks to Sirius XM is, it's changed everything for me. Yeah. I mean, changed everything. It's uh, did you guys like, so you had released like some singles before the EP and then right. when you released while you're gone, did you guys know that that was a special one? Dude, I mean, so going, going in, okay, let's go back. When I first cut these songs yeah. um, on the EP, my most favorite one was Hell Yes, They Win, I'm In. Like, mm-hmm. That was the one that I was like, man, I love this song. Like, Just the energy behind it. And then I would say like, right behind that one was either like, I don't know, Why You're Going to Runway. Like, I yeah. love both of those songs. But I didn't... I like Why You're Gone for the sake of me, Like, and I thought it was a great song. I wasn't sure if fans were going to you know, latch to it. Yeah. Thank God they did because it is one of my favorite songs. Yeah. And it's probably my favorite song to sing of the bunch. Um, it's got a lot of energy and yeah, I love the way we, we produced it and turned out great, but yeah, man, I mean, I didn't see, I knew it was special. Yeah. And I knew which has come out like the whole BP PBR thing was going to be like, you know, that's going to be special. That's like such that, a cool People line. are going to latch on to that. And, yeah. Um, which has been really cool. Yeah. So. Where, uh, who did you write that one with? That's me and Jameson. Jameson Rogers. Yeah. Whose line was that? Was that yours or Jameson's? Dude, I don't know. Like, we, <laughs> we have talked about it, and, you know, I would be quick to take credit for that, but I, I really don't know. I want to say – I want to say one of us said PBR yeah. to catch the rhyme. And then one of us was like, "What if it's a BPPBR?" So like, literally, it's a collab. It was a collaboration. We'll go with that. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I, I mean, I honestly, I do think that's how it happened. I don't know who said which one, um, but that's what I love about co-writing. Yeah. Like, I mean, that would have never happened, you know, without Jameson being there, you know, vice versa. So yeah, yeah. It's uh, that's one of the special things about Nashville is, uh getting to see success together, right? So like Oh, for sure. Especially your buddies, had, man. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. Jameson's had a lot of success as a songwriter and now as an artist, right? Yeah. And then you're seeing the same thing. You had, you know, the Jake song go number one homemade and now you're seeing the success on a song you wrote. And then of course the loot cut, stuff like that. Yeah, so man. it's, it's I cool mean, seeing all of that. And it's awesome getting to do this stuff with your buddies. That's what makes yeah. it so much fun. I mean you know, Jameson Rogers been a buddy of mine for, for quite a while. I mean, we wrote that song three, four years ago. Yeah. Um, Ray Fulcher, you know, probably my best friend in town. I mean, watching the success he's had. Yeah. Luke Combs, I mean, <laughs> he's one of the first people I ever wrote a song with in town. Yeah. And, I mean, we all know the story about him. I yeah. Mean, if you don't, you shouldn't be listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't, why are you here? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, I mean, literally, he's the biggest artist in our format right yeah. now and uh, and it happened in the craziest way you know uh, it's just yeah it, it'll never we'll never see it like no. that again i mean no one will you know it, it's fun i'll tell you what's fun to watch is um morgan wallen i mean dude the, he he is arguably arguably like 
I mean, he's on Luke's heels, man. And it's, I'm, it's I have crazy. no, like, Luke is one of my dearest friends. But, yeah. like, I mean, to see both of those guys having huge success is just, it's unreal, man. It's, it's fun to watch. Yeah. And I'm a huge fan of both of those guys. Me too, man. And I yeah. don't know Morgan very well. Yeah. Um, but, like, I'm a huge fan of the songs and the melodies of his stuff, man. It's great voice. Incredible. And, that dude uh, can sing, man. It's Dude, so kind of how Luke, right? Like Luke blew up on uh, um, Vine. Vine, right? Yeah. So that was like where it started. Morgan was big already, but like TikTok, he was the Took first to dude the to like level. take yeah. it to, yeah. And it's, uh, he caught some of the good and some of the bad of that, right? Right. <laughs> but, but in the in the grand scheme of things, like the reason he has two singles on radio right now, not one, is because the... The people said you need to put this song out. Yeah, man. There's nothing Absol- you can do about absolutely. that. Absolutely, and and you know? that is you know that's what we all are striving for. Yeah, you know, I mean, if you're not chasing that, then what are you, what are you chasing? Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but it all comes, it all man, it all comes back to putting out good songs. That's it. And writing good songs, like that's where it starts. Yeah. And if you think that it starts anywhere else, then you're wrong. <laughs> right. You know. Yeah, the talent has to be there. There'll be for moments sure. when things happen that help you along the way, right? Oh, for sure. But if the Absolutely. songs aren't there and the voice isn't distinct, you know what I mean? There has to be certain things that are like, you have to have those check marks or it's not going to work. Absolutely, man. You know? Absolutely. You know? And, I, th- you know, that's why there are songwriters and there are songwriters that are artists too. Because, yep. like, you know, um, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's fun to watch them too, guys. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Homemade, man. So... Let's let's talk about when you wrote that song and then um, kind of how that goes, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, we wrote that. Um, let's see. We're in 2020. I, time is a <laughs> weird thing now. I don't know what, what day it is. but So we're in 2020 now. Let's see. That song went number one earlier this year. So Jake, it went to radio 29. So we wrote that song 2018. I'm sorry. Oh, you're it's good. taking me forever. Yeah. Um, 28, like summer 2018, early 2018, we wrote that song. It's me, Ben Goldsmith, Jared Mullins, and Bobby Pinson. And I showed up to write that morning, and I had gotten over to Big Deal to write, and that's where Ben writes. And we had sat down, and we were waiting on Jared, and Jared got there. And Bobby wasn't on our right that day. Um it was just us three. So we sat down, and Jared's like, man, I got this idea called Homemade. And I'm like, oh, shut up. We're writing that. We're not writing anything else. As soon as he said it, I was like, we're writing that. Like, yeah. that's it. Nothing else. <laughs> Nothing else matters. We're writing that song today because I just knew, man, like, I'm big on, like, you know, clever hooks and yeah. twisty things. Like, I mean, that's what they that – was, what was so great about 90s country and early yeah. 2000s country was, you know, how clever hooks were. And – um so when he said that, I was like, well, let's write that. And so we started working on it. And, you know, we kind of got to the middle of it and kind of got in a weird, like, um, spot of, like, okay, how do we, you know, because if you listen, we hook that homemade in the chorus, like, multiple times. Yeah. And so um, it was like, how do we keep landing these hooks in the right spot and all this? So we were struggling, and Jared was like, hey, man, I was hanging out with Bobby last night. What if I call him? So Bobby came over, helped us finish the – first chorus and stayed and we wrote the second verse and chorus and um jared was or when jared called bobby he was like well send me what you got you know he was on a bush hog bobby was yeah <laughs> and i had never written with him um and so like it was a great way to 
be introduced to Bobby Pinson, who's uh, yeah. one of my favorite songwriters, you know? Yeah, if, you, if you're if you not listening to this, Bobby has a ton of hits. ton yeah. of hits. I <laughs> yeah. mean, when we wrote this, he had um, some of it by Eric Church oh, yeah. on the radio. Man, what a so, great song. Yeah, one of my favorites. So, yeah. anyway, Jared, he was like, send uh, Jared, Jared sent him the work tape of what we had, and he called Jared back. He was like, yeah, I'll be there in 10 minutes. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, if Bobby Pinson just got off a of bush hog, we definitely have something here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this and, is going uh, in the right direction. So anyway, it was great, man. It turned out great. And um, But the story about how Jake got it is is probably my favorite. So it was on hold. It had, you know, when we got done writing it, it, was, it had been thrown out, hey, Drew, are you going to keep this? Yeah. Or are we going to pitch this? And I'm like, very early on in my artist career, um, trying to figure stuff out, and I'm thinking to myself, hey, probably be best if you let somebody cut this. Yeah. Like, I mean, by I don't. That, I wasn't in the house. spot to do that song justice right. like, it, like it needed. Um, maybe now I could, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, looking back on it, it's like, dang, I wish I had that song in the pile. Yeah. But at the same time, man, um, it, I'm, I'm glad that I let it go. But... So that conversation had come up, and I was like, "Man, I think it'd be best if we pitch this. Let you know, it would be best for my career, my songwriting career, if I could get a cut with somebody." Yeah. So, uh, it had got put on hold, pitched around, put on hold. Like, I had like three or four holds on it. Well, the, Jared was out at um, Jake Owen's house, and Jake was like, "Hey, man, play me, play me the most favorite song you've written in the last six months." Yeah. And and Jared goes, uh, all right, I'll play it for you. And he plays him verse and, and and well, Jared goes, but you can't have it; it's already on hold. Yeah, and famous last words. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you can't have it, but it's but it's already on hold. Yeah. Um. So he played him verse, first verse and chorus of homemade, and and Jake Cohen goes after he played it. He's, Jake goes, uh, don't you ever play me a song like that and tell me I can't have it. <laughs> he said. You figure it out. If I can have that, I'll cut it next week. And publishers got on the phone and figured all that stuff out, and Jake Owen cut it the next, very next week. And, uh, <laughs> man, I'll never forget being told that. Yeah. You know, I mean, I grew – dude, my senior year of baseball in high school was – my walk-up song was Jake Owen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like – Which song? Which one was it? So it was Yeehaw off of his very first record. Um, so, like, huge Jake Owen fan. So finding out that he was going to cut that was just awesome. And then we went to the album release party. Yeah. Um, and when we were at the album release party, you know, I was like, man, I, I would love for this to be a single. Like, I, I've never had a single. I want a yeah. single bad, you know, yeah. kind of thing. Everybody, Every songwriter wants a single. And so at the time, he had had um, – um, I Was Jack. Yeah. Um, That song – or, yeah, that's – is that the name of that song? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then he had um, Down to the Honky Tonk. Yeah. He, those two singles. Down to the Honky Tonk was out, and uh, I Was Jack had, like, been out already and gone number one. Um, but at the album release party, they were like, hey, uh, Jake's up there talking and telling everybody thanks, and we're listening to the album, whatever, and he goes, uh, can I tell them the next single? And I'm like, my ears perk up <laughs> and uh his record was like yeah tell him and he goes the next single's gonna be drink all day and i'm like 
Dang. Dang, yeah. man. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. So, which is all good, man. Yeah. You know. That happens. Um, yeah, absolutely. And so, I, I was, man, at that point, I mean, yeah, it's like, dang, I wish we had it. But, like, I'm so thankful to have a song on a record, period. Absolutely. You know, right. like, whatever. Yeah. And so, we go on, whatever. A few months go by, and I'm at home one day, and Jared Mullins calls me, and he's crying. And I, Jared, don't hate me for telling me people that you're crying, but because um, I'm going to tell you that I was crying too later on because yeah. I, he goes, man, have you have you heard? And I'm like, what are you talking about? He was like, I just got off the phone with Jake. Homemade's the next single. And I'm like, what? <laughs> this is after Down to the Honky Tonk. Right. Uh, I'm like, what? He's like, yeah. He said they. He said the, the metrics came back and they can't deny the numbers on it. Like, they're going to radio with Homemade. I'm like, shut up, dude. Like, <laughs> FaceTime me right now. Yeah. I need to know that you're not... Messing bullshitting me, me. Yeah. and he's like nah man like it's for real and i'm like oh my god i mean that is a life-changing moment yeah you know just getting a single period and then you know watching that thing go up the chart and eventually going number one i mean yeah, changed man. my life man it's a, uh, it's cool I, as a consumer i didn't really know too much about radio but like in the last year i've gotten you know that little radio show yeah mr radio yeah <laughs> raise rowdy radio so uh you know what i do is i play stuff that i love that's on the radio and it's going up the charts mm-hmm. and then i play stuff that i love that isn't on radio yet right right um be that artists that are signed to labels or be it artists that aren't you know right so uh when i was seeing that go up uh of course, I'm paying attention to that. Mm-hmm. What's going up on the charts? What just hit top 50? You know what right. I mean? Like, yeah. uh, where I never really paid attention to that before. I know when stuff went number one, right? right. But I never saw how it works. And, uh-huh. You know, that, yep. that details of it. So when I saw that coming up, I had a big smile on my face knowing that that was one year, yeah, man. man. Just well, thanks. I super stoked for you. It's great. It's been great. And like, what I would do on the radio is I'd play that and then I'd play your song. So at that point, it oh. was like, Love it was it. like party in the back or hell yes, yeah. they went I'm in. You know what I mean? That's awesome, man. Well, I appreciate that so much. And kind of tell that story. I'm like, well, one of the writers on this, this is his song. That's pretty darn good itself, you know? That's and kind great, of like man. Do that. That's but, awesome. I appreciate you doing that. Dude, of course. it's. Uh, I think that's part of the story that makes it cool, right? And some people know that stuff and some people don't, right? Yeah, they uh, do. But I think it's important, like on the radio, I'm talking about, the songwriters. Yeah, know? man. And I, you know, I think, you know, those kind of things like help artists like me, you yeah. know, and God knows we need all the help we can get, yeah. you know? Um, so yeah, I, I, th- I, I know like as a kid, as a listener, when I was a kid, I was the first to go buy a record and look on the inside of who wrote the songs, yeah. you know, like I love that part of it. And so, you know, I think there is still an audience out there who is curious who wrote this song. There's Cause, a lot of people, you know, yeah. cause like, you know, not everybody writes their own songs and that kind of thing, which is fine. And I, I'll be the first to admit, like, up to this point, I've written everything that I've put out. But, like, I'm not opposed to hearing the best song I've ever heard in my life and putting it out, whether I wrote it or not. Like, yeah. Because when a song speaks to me, I don't have to be a writer on it, you know. Um, I'll be jealous that I wasn't a writer on it, right. you know. But, like, I think Kenny Chesney was one of the best I mean, he's one of the best songwriters, you know, Kenny Chesney was. Like, yeah. incredible songwriter. And he put out songs that he didn't write. Like, um, There Goes My Life. Oh, my gosh. Which yeah. is possibly one of my best favorite songs I've ever heard. Another one of his that he didn't write was Anything But Mine. Another one of my most favorite songs. And, yeah. like, if 
a guy that can write incredible songs but can hear a song and be like, this is way better than anything I've written. I'm going to record this. Yeah. That says a lot about somebody. I and agree. I want to be that kind. You know, that's the kind of artist I want to be. And I think is um, an entertainer, right? So you're talking about songwriting. That's a skill set. Right? right. Entertainer is a skill set. And part of that is making a song believable. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's it's making someone believe in what you're saying and feel the emotion that you're feeling when you either wrote it or when you heard it for the first time. A hundred percent, man. I, I think what makes a great artist exactly is, you know, sometimes, you know, writing your own songs, but being able to hear a song and say, this is a good song. Yeah. But then also being able to be the storyteller and tell that story in the way it needs to be told. Yes. Um, I, that makes a great artist and you know being a great entertainer is, is part of that so. yeah absolutely so man that was cool and uh then you had of course the the luke cut off the first album and then yep. the luke cut on the second album too man yeah so yeah the first the first album was a lonely one we man mm-hmm. i wrote that before i ever moved to town before That's i ever crazy. moved to nashville i was still driving back and forth from uh, nashville to, to georgia and um I had met Luke opening up a show for him years ago and uh, met him and started writing songs with him, driving back and forth. And we wrote that lonely one in the middle of all that, driving back and forth. And when he got his record deal and put that song on there, I mean, it was just crazy. And it's hard to, like, wrap your head around it because, like, I watched the whole thing go from, like, what it was at the almost at the very beginning. I mean, I yeah. I knew Luke from Vine, and then when I met him, I had opened a show for him. There was maybe sixty people in the crowd. Yeah. So like watching Luke Holmes from that Luke Holmes to what he is now, it doesn't like it looks a lot. It looks like it happened so much faster to other people than it did to me because yeah. I watched it for a really long time. Um. But it also is weird because it's hard for me to think about. Okay, let let me explain it this way. Say Homemade hadn't ever been a number one song. Yeah. Homemade seemed so much more of an accomplishment than the Lonely One thing because Luke was my buddy and we wrote it before he had a record deal. I grew up listening to Jake Owen. So it was like, it was hard to compare the Luke stuff because he was my buddy and it was like, I don't know, man. It's so hard to explain, but like, it's just, it's a weird thing. So yeah, I had that and then ended up on the second record with uh, Nothing Like You and One Too Many. Yeah. One too many, one of my most favorite jams yeah, uh, I've ever got to be a part of, and um, I got to tell this story. So, I I I made a promise to Dan Isbell um, yeah. that I would tell this story no matter what. Whenever this song got brought up, <laughs> so I wrote one too many with Luke, yeah. uh, Dan Isbell, and Tyler King. Yeah. Well, Luke and Tyler had started this song years ago, and had the chorus for it. And Luke came to us and he was like, "Hey, man, like." can y'all help me finish this? We were out on the bus uh, writing with him one weekend. We're like, yeah, man. We were totally in. So me and Dan started working with Luke on it kind of thing. Well, we had gotten verses, and we needed a bridge, and we were stuck on what to do on the bridge. Like, what do we say? So one night we're on the bus. Luke's getting ready for the show. He's going in to play the show. And I told Dan, like, when you're out on the road, man, like, writing songs for somebody else, your accomplishment is to get a song done that weekend. Like, right. don't leave without a song done, you right. know? Like, so it was like, this was like Saturday night. We were going back home Sunday, like after the show, Sunday morning. 
And I was like, we got to finish this song, man. We need a bridge. All we need is a bridge. So I'm like, while Luke's in there playing the show, we're going to get in here and wrestle this yeah. thing. You know what I mean? We're <laughs> going to we figure it. it out till we get it. Yeah. So we're in there, middle of the show, like trying to figure it out. I can't get it done, you know. I'm like, let's stop. Let's go inside. Let's watch Luke's show. And then we'll hopefully finish it tonight. Let's just take a break. Let's step away from it. So we did that. We go on the show. Luke's playing um, – um, I've been known to get a little. What's that song? Uh, I've been known to get. Jeez, I know it like my own songs. Wild and reckless. Yeah. Uh, do what with I think breakfast. Of. Yeah. <laughs> and whatever that song is. But when he would play that, when he would play that song, he would have his drink in his hand. And I've been known and on known, he would throw his drink in the crowd. Yeah. When he did that, the crowd reacted, and I'm like, I'm looking at it, I'm like, that's what we need. And I go. Dan, I've got it. We went back to the bus, and I said, listen to me. This sounds stupid, but hear me out. Everybody wants to challenge Luke Combs to a shotgun. Like, yeah. everybody thinks they can shotgun faster than But him. nobody can. No. Yeah. <laughs> and so everybody wants to challenge him. What if he shotguns a beer in the middle of this song, man? He was like, man, I don't know about that. I'm like, hear me out, man. Like, you know, like, he's out there, and he, he's like, I've never been the kind of quit, won't stop till I get to the bottom of this, and not still young. So what you say we shotgun one, and somebody, his guitar tech walks a beer out there, and he shotguns it on stage with those in the crowd. I'm like, he needs that moment. He was like, man, you might be right. So Luke got done with the show. He came on the bus, and we were like, dude, what if this is a bridge? And we play it for him. And Luke goes, I love it, man. <laughs> and so, like, that was how it, that's how it happened. That's crazy. But, uh, yeah, man. And then uh, Forever After All. Yeah. recently so yeah man it's uh that's a that's a special one man what a yeah, kind I, of like if you're looking at luke's songs right like that's the yeah man it's i think when when we wrote it i knew how special it was to yeah. him um just and that's you know me being able to know him for for a few years now like yeah i think we've we've known each other five or six years now so i know when i write something with him when it's special to him and yeah. that was one that was super special to him was forever after all i mean it's the first song he wrote out at his new house and um i knew we had something special the day we wrote that one yeah yeah and getting just watching what it's done again on tiktok i mean it's been huge on tiktok yeah. so um and i know like when you put that on tiktok you're like thanks luke for letting me put that out there i know <laughs> and, like blowing right. up the numbers right. from that you exactly know? yeah it's, it's crazy to see different platforms right and tiktok's the new one that's yeah. the one that's happening right now yeah seeing how that's exploding things yeah, right man. and uh like we talked about with morgan and like priscilla block and it's stuff. so crazy i never thought that it would be a music discovery platform yeah and it has become the biggest music discovery platform in the format right now. And it's almost like you can throw something on there and see how it does. So it's almost like another metric of like mm -hmm. what you were talking about where like the numbers are so good on this. You, if you throw a song or a clip of a song on there, you can see if people are loving it. Yeah. You know, absolutely. I got one that I just teased on there um, not too long ago. That's it's doing pretty good. I mean, yeah. and so it was one that I'm going to cut and put out regardless. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's it's neat and like when I heard about TikTok for the first time, I was like, man, it's just a bunch of like kids that are 15 years old, like dancing choreography, dance, yeah. you know, right. like. But it was more connected with music than anything since Vine, you know, a hundred percent. So that's it's cool to see that develop and the people start to figure it out, yeah. right? 
Yep. It's, and I don't think anyone really still has it figured out. I think yeah. that's what they're trying to do now. Oh, but, yeah, for sure. Uh, I know I am. Yeah, everybody, <laughs> right? But I think the thing that I saw on there that kind of works the most is a lot of content, mm-hmm. right? Where, like, that's not always exactly what you want on other platforms. But the more stuff that's on there, the better. Because it right. doesn't, like, slow it down. Right. It, like, actually makes it go more, right? you know, which is nuts. Yeah. It's different than a lot of other platforms. Yeah. I think that's kind of how Vine was, right? you know? Yeah. It's close, probably closer to Vine than it is to anything yeah. else. What's so crazy to me, Vine shut down, what, a year and a half ago? Yeah. And now we have another thing out there just like it that is the biggest, app, biggest social media platform out right now. Yeah. I'm like... Dang, I'm one of those people that ran Vine are like kicking like, themselves. <laughs> well, that's part of it, right? Like it's a business. So you have yeah. to run it like a business. It's not just about, you know, having a platform. It's about right. figuring that part out too. Yeah, absolutely. There's two parts to it. Yeah. It's buzz, but then it's how do we take that buzz and turn it into making a profit, right? A hundred percent. Look yeah. how long Twitter went without making money. You yeah. know, look at Facebook didn't charge anything to anyone for the longest time. Yeah. You know, like yep. They, they figure it out eventually or it goes under, yeah, you know, that's right. how it works. Yeah. And it's, that's not dissimilar to an artist, you no. know, like part of being an artist is you're a business, you're yeah. your own business, right? Like you yeah. have to have the Absolutely. right people on your team to help you succeed. Like you talked about, you know, Absolutely. and then you have to have some stuff work out, right? Like, you know, if, if it pops out somewhere, Yep. but man, it's, it's super dope to see like you're writing stuff, but then man. Let's talk about the EP. Yeah, man. And uh, I think it's a game changer for you. So your first EP was great, and I think that was a good introduction. Absolutely. You know? And that was exactly what, you know, that was, hey, this is who I am. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, um, and, you know, I, I hadn't I hadn't been in town long when I had put that out and had written those songs, and, um, and I was like, hey, these are the best songs I got. And, man, I'm proud of those songs. Yeah. Like, California Ain't For You, to me, is one of the best songs I've ever been a part of. And I like, still listen to those songs. I love you know? that song. Yeah. And um, every single one of them. And so, yeah, I think it was a great introduction. And, you know, this uh, new project, the Why You're Going EP, is, you know, kind of a transition uh, or, uh, you know, a second part of that. Like, hey, these are songs I've written early on in my career and yeah. um, ones that I'm really proud of let's take this to the next level kind of thing. Yeah. You know? So, um, so it's, it's cool. Uh, and I absolutely, when I've heard party in the back for the first time, I just had the biggest smile. <laughs> on my face, man. Thanks, man. <laughs> just cause it's like, it's, uh, like when I talk about it on the radio, I'm like, uh, this song might be about a mullet or maybe it's not like, yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, and that was the thing. Like I know exactly where I was when I thought of that idea. Yeah. Um, I was driving back home. I had just got done writing. I was driving home from Nashville. Um, and uh, <clears throat> I was like, how do we write this where it's not necessarily about a mullet, but right, it's right. kind of like, you yeah. get it. You know, yeah. like, it puts a smile on your face like yeah. you just saw a mullet. You and know so I mean? like, I got home, man, and I wrote the first verse and, and chorus, and or I had pieces of it, let me say that, and... Um, the next day I was writing with Thomas Archer and Ray Fulcher, and I was like, listen, boys, I got this idea. This is what it is. Help me figure this out. Yeah. And we just had so much fun writing that. And, yeah, man, I, I love that song. It's, it was it was a fun one. It's just fun and playful. And, like, if I'm talking about, like, from an outsider's perspective, like the songs that you've given us so far, 
you got those real hardcore heartfelt songs mm-hmm. and then you have some playful stuff right you know and i yeah. think it's good to have both sides of that yeah you know? man. that makes for a good live show yeah absolutely you know? and i think a lot of the stuff i do is like i think about my live show yeah when i write songs um you know because i feel like you know fans want both and i, be, I mean honestly my favorite songs writer the super heartfelt you know big big ballads <laughs> i mean yeah i love writing those songs yeah um about every, I feel like every title in my phone that I have is <laughs> some sort of heartbreak song or whatever. <laughs> but um, I love writing those. Yeah, man, it's it's a uh, crazy. Even like the house band, man. That I think that's a powerful, powerful song. Dude, we cut that. We cut that uh, a week before, maybe two weeks before the EP came out. Yeah, and I was like, I wanted to put that song out so bad, and I just, you know, I just never was like let's put it on there you know and like two weeks before we were going to put the ep out i'm like hey uh can i this song has got to be on there yeah like, can i go cut this and um they were like yeah let's let's do it so we went in and we cut that song i wrote that song a long time ago with uh wyatt mccubbin and yeah. dustin huff it's one of the first songs I, I wrote in town and i had moved to nashville with that idea in my phone and I knew exactly how I wanted to write it. I wanted it to be about just a super sad song about this guy being so lonely at home. And yeah. um, I think we knocked it out of the park. I yeah, man. freaking love that song. And I'm so glad the world finally gets to hear it because um, it's one that, you know, I haven't really played out a lot, but I've always loved that song. It's been always at the top of the list for me. Yeah. It's a, it's a super cool song. And um, I think it's cool on the EP that, like I said, there's ups and there's downs, right? Yeah. And I think you did that in a great order as well. Like yeah. when, I'm, when I'm listening to the well, project, thanks, it's like straight up top, like let's go all the yeah. beers, you yeah. know? And then like bring it back down, bring it back up, you know? It's, yeah, like, it's kind of a, it seems well put together. And well, thanks, man. in a time when it's a lot of singles, sometimes it's hard to do that, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. And I, you know, I think for me, like when I, think about songs that I'm writing and think about, you know, putting together a project. I want it to be that. I want it to be based around how I listened to music as a kid, which was a full record. I mean, yeah. you know, I'd go sit down and put a whole Alan Jackson record on and listen to it front, you know, front to back. Yeah. And so I, I think about those things and like, because I, I want to put out music that I would listen to and how I would listen to it. So, I mean, I think that's super important for me. Yeah. Um, so I know through uh, our, you know, knowing each other, I've sent you some fun stuff in the mail. Yeah. Um, one, that country concert hat from the year that you were born. Year I was born. Yeah, which uh, if you look Actually, on... Actually, on it is, I think it's my birthday. Really? September 8th. I think the date on it is September 8th, 1991, That's which wild. is my birthday. That's wild. Um, yeah, I love that hat. Yeah, it's a cool hat. And uh, when I saw that, I was like, I knew you were playing country concert, which... Yep. You know, we were in the front row for, of course. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, but I thought that was a, a cool thing for you, you know, to uh, kind of commemorate that. And um, then I sent you that Brooks and Dunn hat. Yep. Um, Dude, real quick story. Yeah. Brooks and Dunn hat. Yeah. I got to tell this. The day that you sent me that and yeah. I got it in the mail. Yeah. It was at our old office. Um, and I got it and I opened it up and I was like, and this is awesome. Yeah. I put it on. Luke Combs FaceTimed me. I remember you telling me that. that and he FaceTimed, uh, he FaceTimed me as I got the hat, and I had put it on, and I'm like, dude, look at this hat, you know. 
And uh, he was like, do you already know? And I'm like, what are you talking about? He was like, dude, I'm FaceTiming you to tell you that Brooks and Dunn is going to be featured on One Too Many. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, shut up. <laughs> he was like, no. He was like, I thought you already knew. I thought that's why you had the hat on. I'm like, no, I just got this in the mail from Nikki T at Ray's Rowdy. Like, this is insane. That's so funny. Um, but, yeah. It's uh, it's it's cool to uh, to hear that and man, um, and then all the beers. How did that happen? Like, I know you wrote that with Driver, yeah. And when you guys put it like originally that work tape online yep. on like SoundCloud, you were like, "We heard you guys saying all the beers." How yep. did that come to be? Did, did Driver yeah, so, come up with that? Or? Yeah. So we were. It was me, Driver, and Trent Wilman, and yeah, and we had sat down to write, and Driver was like, "Man, I've been seeing Ray's Rowdy. They've been posting like on every post hashtag all the beers." He was like, "What well, if we write a song called All the Beers?" I'm like, "I'm in." Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's. We just sat down and, and wrote a foot, uh, fun um, honky-tonk, all-the-beers-drinking song. It's a great song, man. Thanks, man. Absolutely. Well, being that 2020 is a weird year, um, I don't have any hats for you okay. this time. But what I do have is some 1990s face masks for No you. way, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so we got, we got this Diamond Rio one right here. Dude! From 94. No way, man. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> and then I got this Aaron Tippin one for you right here. Some Dude, nice, that's awesome. Some, some nice 90s face mask for Dude, you, brother. Dude, thank you so much. Man. Absolutely. That's incredible. That's the most 2020 gift, you know? Dude, that is awesome. <laughs> you should wash those. I don't think they've ever been washed <laughs> since the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I got some of the different, like, when, you know, this all happened, I bought some, insane, like, I bought, dude. like, a pack of 90s bandanas, and those are... That's too, insane. Like, Dude, man. thank you so much. Man. Dude, That's absolutely. awesome. That's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> but you can wear those as your mask <laughs> now, you know? That's awesome. <laughs> well, man, it's uh, it's cool to hear all about the music and how you did it. Who did you have producing the music, and how did that come to be? So, so the, new uh, the new EP was produced by Phil Billy, yeah. uh, Phil O'Donnell. Um, he produced... Uh, Back in the day, Craig Morgan, he yep. produced International Harvester, that whole record, yep. and all that stuff. And uh, Fantastic songwriter. Fantastic songwriter. I'm actually writing with him tomorrow. Nice. And um, so, yeah, man, I'll I tell you what, when when it had come to like, hey, let's cut some new music and put some stuff out, who do you want to produce it? I'm like, man, I don't know. Like, I have no idea. Yeah. No clue. Like, that's the hardest thing is, you know, figuring out that stuff. And, you know, we had talked to – a lot of people about doing it and yeah you know um and then one day i was riding home and we phil billy had never even been brought up in the discussion yeah and i was riding home and just something just i don't know if a song came on or what but it was just like something just told me it was like hey call phil billy and see if he'll do it and i'm like all right like maybe phil billy's gonna do it and so we reached out, and I mean, it was. I'm so glad that we we got him to do it. It it turned out just the way I wanted it to, and it's been great, man. So, I think he killed it, and you know, he was able to take my vision and and do exactly what I wanted to with it, yeah. which is super important. He's super easy to work with, and um, yeah, man, it's cool to see that happen. And uh, something that like sonically that I at least first noticed in this new EP is your voice almost has like a growl to it. at certain yeah. parts. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if, if that had been something that like just kind of came up or if you had always done that and maybe it just wasn't on like studio stuff. Yeah. I think that's what it was. I yeah. mean, it's always been kind of a characteristic of my voice, um, on certain, on certain stuff. And, um, 
it just had never been on a song that yeah. I had put out. Because um, it's not something that I intend to do. It just right. naturally happens yeah. kind of thing. And, um, you know, certain songs have it and certain songs don't. But, yeah, um, yeah man. Uh, and Phil Billy was, was big on, on you know. Because I think for a long time that thing was like almost something that I looked at like um, I was like, dude, I – I don't know if I want that on there, you know, like, yeah. does it make me sound funny kind of thing? But Phil Billy was, you know, very big on instrumental on bringing that out and, you know, encouraging me, hey, man, sing the song, man. Yeah. Sing the song. I think it makes your voice even more distinct, right? Yeah. Like, I think your voice has always been distinct. Like, when I heard it, I know that's Drew Parker, which right. I, in my head's important. Right? Yeah, it is. And, but I think that, like even makes it more distinct. Yeah. You're like, Oh man, you hear that Drew Parker growl. You know what I mean? Like, I love it. Thanks, so man. I think that's super cool. And I'm glad that it's, uh, you know, on the, the record. And thanks man. Yeah. I think specifically like while you're gone, you kind of, you kind of hear that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, uh, I think that's part of what makes it special. Well, thanks. You man. know, absolutely. Man. Well, dude, thanks so much for taking the time and sitting with me, man. Same. Um, we'll we'll have to do this again, maybe in t- you know a year or two, and <laughs> yeah. we'll see we'll see all the nonsense that's happened in your life since then, man. Let's do it again. Let, hit me up like in like six months to do it again, and then hopefully like by the next two years yeah. after that, we'll be at another level. Yeah, because it's yeah. worked out so far. Yep. Yeah. In six months, we'll talk about it, and then two years later, we'll <laughs> yeah. get it done. There you go. Well, guys, um, if you don't follow Drew Parker already, you're not paying attention to country music, and I mean that in the best way possible. Well, thanks, man, and and hey, thanks for everything you guys do for new artists like myself. I mean, you've been very instrumental in in helping uh, new fans discover my music, which is awesome for me. And um, new artists need that. I yeah. mean, we need it bad. You know, I mean, it's so hard to to get your music out to people. So um, you're your voice and your platform has been super instrumental for me and for all new artists. So thank you so much. Dude, absolutely. We appreciate good music, man, whether it has a label and tons of money behind it or not, you know, we we just love great music and we think you make it. Well, I appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, guys, thanks so much for listening to the, this episode of the Razor Rowdy podcast. Thank you, Drew, for being here and having me and guys, thank you for listening. Make sure you rate this five stars on iTunes. If you love it. And this is Nikki T, and I'll see you in the front row. Sneaky smokes to burn all the good old days. You don't have to explain it. It's just the